Welcome back to another episode of the Time My Skates podcast. I'm your host, Drunk Gritty. We are joined today by our co-hosts, Z, Coots, and Johnny. How are you boys doing today? I'm doing well, boys. Um, I think I have a superpower, so I've predicted a lot of uh, wins or losses in my dreams. So, like, for example, they lost to the Penguins early in the season, and I predicted it. So I had a dream the other day. I had a dream that the Flyers are going to get the seventh pick. Damn, okay. And but but the good news is, I don't know who it was, but like somebody fell to us at seven. So who was supposed to go higher? That's my dream. So look out for that. For those of you who can't see Dalton, which is all of you, um, he's completely 100% serious right now. He he fully believes he has the superpower. This is I do. Real I'm, thing. I'm like five for five. <laughs> We've also been workshopping for the past like 20 minutes and he's really been talking about this dream, holding it together, just waiting to, you know. He's like, guys, guys, remind me when I should talk about my dream and he just does it right off the bat. <laughs> I have was, a whole notebook. It wasn't as good as down. I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that kind of sucked. <laughs> I, told you, I told you to let him say it before we started recording. Well, no, that was to filter it so it wasn't dirty. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, you know, hot taken here. So, wanted to go for it. Pretty hot take. So what, what was it again? So we, we get the seventh, seventh pick, but a guy falls to pick. us. Someone falls to us who right. like would have went like three or four. You heard it here first, folks. Heard it here first. <laughs> Book it. Maybe it'll be uh, what's his face? Yep. Right. Chain right. Fall yeah, he's going to fall to seven. And like, this I like shit that Slovakian is... guy. Who's that? What's his and name like, again? This shit is like. Nemec? Like, yeah. Something like that. Nemec. Isn't there so, already a Nemec in the league? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's Nemeth. 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 Oh, Patrick Nemeth. He's on the Rangers. Yeah, we really got to get into prospects. Maybe uh, as the season winds down, we'll do a whole prospect episode for the draft. But as of right now, I don't know Speaking shit. Speaking of prospects. Of what a segue. Dalton, that's, your, that's, that's Dalton's cue. No, it's Dalton's cue to come in. To tell his dream story? No, he's, for him to say he's a C-level prospect. <laughs> yeah, I was a C-level prospect. Yeah, what of it? 2012. Look it up, Dalton View. All right, let's get into this, boys. First topic of the day. Keith Yandel's Iron Man streak was snapped by Yao Yao. I want to like drop kick asked. you through the TV, like through Dude, the computer. Like you I wanted I wanted Coots to give the Yao Yao as soon as I said it, but yow it's yow. okay. There it is. Is that good? Yeah, I had to ask for it. I just wanted it to happen naturally. Muscle memory. Was this a Mike Yo call or a Fletcher call? I was just fucking with Mike Yo. Um, it probably was an upper management decision at the end of the day, but I mean, Keith Yandel's Ironman streak was snapped. He was a healthy scratch. And instead of Keith Yandel playing, they decided to play Nick Sealer because in this day and age, apparently Nick Sealer is better than Keith Yandel. Um, I guess I will start with my personal opinion. This, this was a big topic of discussion on Twitter, not even just in flyers twitter just all of uh nhl twitter as a whole and to me i think it's kind of like it's a really stupid thing to get like heated over because yandel should have never been even the iron man in the first place like he wasn't he was going to get scratched last year in florida and then there was an uprage or an outrage and they decided not to scratch him and then this year obviously as we started to get worse and worse, like you just have to let the guy break the record. But like after he breaks the record, you, you really don't know that that man a thing. I think he's a, a great person. He's got great character. 
he's had a hell of a career. And I mean, that shit just happens. I think all the other Ironmans, their streaks ended in similar ways. They just weren't good enough to crack the roster. And the same thing happened with Yandel. What do, what do you boys think? I like the thing that pisses me off about it is like they could have and should have done this like 30 games ago. Like after the 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 record was broken. I mean, it doesn't matter because we suck, but then like just keep it going. Like just keep it going the entire year. Like you said, like he uh they could have played some like they could have scratched Sealer or Connaughton and played him and probably would have been just as effective as those two, even though you know all three of them are not good defenders. Sealer got hurt that game. Is that the game he got hurt? So they so the other thing is they like they could have done this without like getting any bad PR. Like they've gotten so much bad PR all year. This is just something that adds to it. That I know it's like doing what's best for the team and like taking Yandel, the human being, out of the equation. He's been our worst defenseman this year. And that's with like Sealer and Connaughton playing like 40 games each, which is crazy to say. Um but they could have scratched someone else who doesn't factor in the future and went like 7D and double shifted guys like Frost and Tippett who you want to see more out of and give them some more ice time and Farabee and stuff like that. And then rotate Addard with Provi and Sanheim and Risto and bench Keith most of the game. They could have done that. Like you see what you see what the Coyotes did with Kessel where they let him play one shift and then got him a private jet to fly him back to see the birth of his daughter so that he could continue his Ironman streak. So there's ways to go about it. Like it was, it was a bad, like I totally think like whatever, they have every right to, to cut it, to scratch him. And he was, and he's been horrible. So like they should, but it was in, in a bad season. It was just like one more thing to make people like talk shit on the flyers. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of things can be true at the same time. Um, I think that, you know, I, it's very important to, you know, I don't have a problem with the action of scratching him. I've more so had a problem with the timing of it, but then again, it's not really even a problem. It's an Iron Man streak, right? Like it's not, you know, it's not like the, I don't know, he might retire, but like still like, it's not like you're preventing a guy from getting like his a thousandth game. Like uh, what's his name did with uh, Mike Madonna when he was on the Red Wings. Um, you know, I think that, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I think it was 1100. 11- yeah, it was something Babcock. crazy. So I Babcock, think Madano yeah. played like fourteen ninety nine or some shit. Yeah, exactly. And he, and he got scratched in the last like five games. Like three something, games something, or something like that. Some ridiculous. Yeah. I think this is definitely, you know, different than that. You know, like I said, I, I, I struggle with the timing. It just doesn't really make sense. Like, just let him play 11 more games to get to 1,000. I mean, I think that would have been pretty cool. But, you know, I think my issue is more so that, you know, we're about – and I don't even know if it's like that big of a deal, but it seems like it given the amount of outrage you got, you had, you've seen from like alumni, current NHLers, ex NHLers about it. Maybe that's just because Yandel's a good guy, but still like we're about to embark on probably like one of the biggest, you know, free agent dependent off seasons that we've had since, you know, for over the last decade. And I think it's kind of important to consider that, you know, players will see this and maybe consider ramifications. I personally, I don't think they should. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but then again, I'm not in the league. I'm not in the locker room. I don't have connections with NHL players. I don't know how they feel. Right. But like at the same time, you saw the outrage and it's not great. I I wouldn't go that far with it. I feel like it would have been a lot worse if we scratched him before he hit or broke the Ironman record. Like 
the Flyers organization is classy enough to allow a guy that didn't deserve to be in the lineup for a majority of the year to at least break that record. He didn't deserve to get to that point, but we allowed him to get to that point, even when like we were probably at a point where we had a chance to salvage the season. I know there was no way that was going to happen, but there was a point in like November, December that we thought we could still salvage the season. And that's where he probably should have been scratched. But instead we kept playing him over like, uh, you know, like some of the other options we had, like York specifically. York has just started playing full time. So, well, they knew that when they signed him, though, didn't they? They knew that they were going to have to play him the entire up till whatever mid January, early February, whatever it was. Well, like they, they, they handcuffed themselves in that sense. They also where, thought he was going to be kind of decent. What did they? Because he almost got scratched to start the year in Florida and the Florida didn't play him the entire, entire playoffs, and Florida was a really good team. So, I think the thought was that they could hide him on as, as like the sixth defenseman with Ellis um, playing too. Yeah, with Ellis playing and him not getting as much ice time as he ended up getting because of so many injuries, right? Like we didn't expect Sealer to play as much. We didn't expect Connerdan to play as much. So it's the same thing. You know, as soon as injuries came, came and went, especially on the blue line, you know, that's when he was asked for a bigger role, asked to play a bigger role rather. And you know, I, th- I think that's a that's definitely different, though, from the amount of power play time he got, which was kind of ridiculous after you saw how ineffective he was kind of halfway through the season at it. That's different than just asking him for bottom six minutes, but or bottom two minutes, bottom three minutes. I think that personally, like, yeah, I think I would have given him the thousand games. But at the same time, I think did you guys see what Mike Rupp said? Yeah. Yeah. He pretty much like questioned like the integrity of the Ironman streak, like you know, would Doug Jarvis have have had the same treatment that even Phil Kessel and Yans would have had? I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, analytically and the eye test, Yandel has been the worst defenseman in the league. So, I, I mean, at the same time, like Nick Sealer, like, yeah, is he really our future? Probably not, but he's been playing better than Yandel. I mean, it's the NHL. It's not really like charity. And like you guys said, like, we already gave Yandel the Ironman streak when he should have been scratched, like, after – 10 games, you know, so it sucks, but I mean, yeah, those are, those are good points. And like I said, at the beginning, like taking Keith Yandel, the human being out of it, like he's a great dude and he's really good for that locker room. But just looking at this from a hockey decision, it was the right decision. Do you, can we get into that? How the, the players were a little upset with it? Yeah. I mean, I think we should specifically talk about one of his best friends and Kevin Hayes saying, how he did not agree with the decision to, you know, scratch him. And there was kind of an up an uproar after that interview with Kevin Hayes. And a lot of people started getting real pissy at him, which I don't really understand. I do understand because human beings are fucking psychotic and, and stupid a lot of the time. But like, I just don't understand. Like if one of your best friends gets scratched, you're going to have his back and be like, yeah, he shouldn't have been scratched, especially when our team is this ass and has no chance of doing anything. Like he just probably wanted his best friend to play 11 more games and do a thousand games in a row. That's where he he's thinking. Yeah. The, the way I look at it, like every player in that locker room had the the right to be upset about it. And then just imagine the situation you're bringing the new kid into and Adderd, where he's coming, he's just playing like NCAA games a few weeks ago, and now it's his first NHL game on, on a team with like one of the worst defenses in the league. Like that's enough pressure on the kid. Then he gets thrown into this whole thing where he's the reason that Yandel's not in the locker room and that his Ironman streak is ending. Yeah. 
and the entire locker room's upset about it. And now you're this kid that's looked at to like to perform or do something. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, he went minus four, dash four and he went dash yeah, four and, and looked pretty half out of Twitter place. was all over him. So like devil's advocate, Poor fucking kid. Yeah, of course, it's like the team's decision. Whatever's best for the team is best for the team. But like this was what was best for the team. But I don't think it or like maybe it wasn't what was best for them, for the organization from an optic standpoint. Yeah, I mean, like, just going kind of quickly, going back to Kevin Hayes' comments, like, what do you expect him to say? Like, 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 honestly, like, like, like you said, DG, this is like his best friend. It's very well documented that he's very well liked in every locker room he's ever played in ever for all whatever, how many number of those games straight that he played. I mean, obviously, you're going to hear those things. I don't understand how why people would be upset about that. But yeah, it kind of sucks for, for Adder to kind of step into that situation. He did look better um in his second game though which is which is positive and he you know it didn't seem like he played to a dash four level but unfortunately that is what he's going to be noted on record i mean Dalt, have you had like a teammate that was important to the team like get traded or something mid-season or leave you had trades in your league Dalt? i don't know i'm just coots yeah i don't know how it goes not in college but in juniors we did but yeah we we didn't really have a lot of trade trades we had some pickups but because i wonder it would be like a you know stressful situation for the person coming in without any like added pressure yeah you got whispers from the veterans like oh this fucking guy is here (laughs) fucking fucking dalton should be starting yeah and it's not like that locker room's happy to begin with like they've been playing terrible hockey all year oh that's probably the most miserable fucking locker room in the league how it's kind of crazy think of the comparison of how we were saying that this is going to be the best the best culture best atmosphere best locker room in the league before the season started and now we're like these motherfuckers are probably miserable no i'm I'm sure adder came in and and like somebody like lalton and and cam came in and were like hey like this is what the league's all about like come hang out with us come have lunch Dude, I'm blah, sure blah, blah. Hayes even did it too. Hayes, even though yeah. Was, I mean, there's no hard feelings. You're not going to hate the kid because they probably, put his, they probably put his stall in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, they like, probably rookie pranked him for fun. Go, going sure. back to what I said, like, I don't think the players <laughs> in the locker room would put any of that on him. It would just be like, a me- like mentally, me as a person, if I was put in that situation, I would feel like a piece of shit. I agree. And like, fucking, and like, it's the the ownership, or I mean, like, management put that on him, basically. Not fucking the have the tape across his locker saying Yandel should be here. <laughs> That's funny. If anything, they're more, they're probably more mad at Sealer. They're like, why the fuck's this guy playing? Yeah, I don't know, but I like the way he's. I like the way. I mean, I don't know. Sealer's been doing all right. He doesn't listen to our know. podcast, doll. You can be honest. People loved him at the beginning fight. of the year, especially when he fought. Um, uh, who was that on Seattle? That was the yeah. second Alexiak. game. It yeah, was the second game. That's that what I'm saying. It was the second game, game and everyone was like, "Oh, this Sealer guy's amazing." Blah blah. I'm like, he's not good. Like, I could no, see it from not. the jump. Like, Dude, like he is not good. He's not. There's a reason he fights. NHL defenseman. Yeah, well, he, he fought like twice the entire year, dude. People he thought he had a good fight versus the Lord, right? that day. Yeah. Did he exactly? What'd you say? I mean, I thought he got rocked by. Delorier, I'm pretty sure Delorier literally pummeled him. Yeah, no. weren't they both bleeding? They I were, think I think Sealer Del- got like one him, or but t- Sealer cut him. Sealer cut him, but Sealer he had, had like three, one or two three punches. punches. But Delorier was controlling that him. fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. Delorier is a top five fighter. Speaking of fights, sure. real quick, can we get into Simmer and and Big Mac? Dude, what Holy happened to Big Mac shit, there? Dude. Oh, he got his shit rock. <laughs> you do not fight dude. Wayne Simmons. That's PK Subban there. Dude, Big Mac. Uh. He looked like 
the same way he did with Char, where it was like Bambi legging, like couldn't get a grip or whatever, kept falling. Had his head down the whole time. Head to, yeah. yeah. Like, and Big Mac can fight pretty well. Like I thought Simmons would be more of his like kind of weight class, but yeah, it wasn't that good. Who did he fuck up the Nashville game? That got everyone so fired up, dude. DG, what was that like in the stands? Oh my God. That was probably the highlight of that game other than the fact that we came back like and he he's just one of those guys that when he fights like he's getting the entire crowd jacked up when he's he's going to the bench who, he flips his hair back yeah, and starts to like jazz up the crowd again? it was um, um like mccarran or something like that yeah I, I don't remember he beat the shit out of him though the dude had no chance I think that fight against Simmons, sometimes that just happens in fights. You just yeah. don't you just don't get the start that you want and you're just it's all downhill from there. It's like a that's, wrestling match. That's true. They get that's the why jump I, on you, you're done. That's why I could see a rematch. When? Do we play Toronto again? Well, I mean yeah. next season I mean, when we re-sign. Next season. <laughs> Are we getting Wayne O back? <laughs> I don't think so. I think Wayne's staying in his his hometown. Yeah. That was weird seeing Wayne fight for another team against a flyer it's like you almost want wayne to win <laughs> no dude the In worst Philly part is too. McEwen wears his 17 about, yeah that too yeah they stole How, my did number you, did you um hear when they announced simmons name everyone cheered in the stands sure they when he scored well like like when they're like goal by number 17 wayne simmons the crowd went nuts hey, what of else course. are we gonna I cheer for summer, i know i'm just saying it was kind of cool to hear and it was uh, it was Michael <laughs> McCarron who he fought on Nashville. Right. McCarron, yeah, yeah. McCarron's oh, so, a big boy. So Coots was right. He's a big boy. All right. Any, any more uh, comments on the Yandel situation? Oh yeah, real or... quick. I, I just want to say I don't think this will defer people from coming to the Flyers. Like, oh no, I don't think so either at all. Yeah, I, I think know, was, but I think that was a stupid consider. take, Johnny. <laughs> that was a stupid take. Consider. What a stupid fucking thing it's to say, Johnny. To consider. Maybe, but I know I my truth. Roster, this roster is what's going to keep people from wanting to come here. Yeah, we got we got a hundred. Let's be real, we have a hundred different reasons why people won't come here. I guess you're right. Fuck us. I mean, there's one reason why people will come here. It's fucking Philadelphia. It's one of the best markets to play professional <laughs> oh, sports in on. in the country. It is. It, it, like it, it is. Stop drinking the Kool Aid. The, the main Dude, reason that someone should come here is if they're if they're still young and want a lot of ice time. That's why they should. Yeah, be. yeah, if they're yeah for sure. The change of uh, scenery group of people, you know. Yeah, Kevin Hayes, he's a nice recruiter. <laughs> yeah, that too. I don't want any more Kevin Hayes's friends. We still have Sean Gattieri, except for now. except for Johnny Gaudreau, <laughs> except for Johnny Gaudreau. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of all the the young guns and like a fresh a fresh face to come to the team right now, since Drew has been traded, we got a lot of young guns playing the lineup. A lot of a lot of players in the mid twenties. <laughs> taking up leadership uh, for the team. W- what do you guys think about these young players, specifically guys like, you know, Beezer, TK, Frost, York, the, all these guys that are, you know, like getting more minutes, some of them taking leadership roles, specifically probably TK and Beezer are taking more leadership responsibility. But I mean, I've really liked watching the Flyers since the Drew trade, even though like Drew was the only reason I watched the Flyers before. Now, like it's 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 exciting and it's fun. Yeah, I think all that pressure is gone of trade deadline and everything, and you know, there's nothing really hanging over the team right now, um, besides just being terrible. I've liked uh, Beezer switching to center. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, him being defensively responsible and all, and you know, he's looked good. I think the one thing they maybe 
a deterrent is that he's trying to pass the puck more uh, where I want Farabee shooting the puck. Do you think he's going to stay at center like long-term? Or do you think this is more just a different assignment to get him to learn different parts of the game? Because that's I think, where I'm I think it might end up being like a little, like a law and situation, like prefer him at wing, but if we're having center issues or, you know, he can still, you know, take some face-offs that like here and there, I think it might be like that. But I, I think traditionally, I mean, I think he should be, a, you know, set as a winger. I agree, Z. Um, I just want to talk about the the younger young guys a little, but York and uh, Frost and Tippett. Uh, Tippett got his first goal yesterday against the Rangers on Sunday. Uh, nice play. I mean, tried to pass it, tried to feed the pass in, but the puck ended up getting back to him, and he had a nice shot uh, while falling down uh, between like the the glove and the pad. On it was a real game. nice looking goal. It was a nice goal. Should have. I didn't it. realize how fast he was, and I watched some highlights like before the trade went down and everything. He's pretty fast for for a bigger guy too um, i think one of the cons we saw was his skating actually so it well, is interesting i think he's been working on it because he's him up the playing that line with frost they've been they've been giving and going and looking pretty good um especially in that ot yesterday as well they made a few good plays on the breakout there york was out there with them too that was an awesome three on three ot line it was york uh frost and Tippett. that looked great York has really been looking really good with Provorov, and I think it's more so York steadying Provorov's game than the other way around. Uh, not saying that York should be slotted in at at uh, number one D next year, but uh, I'm really happy with what I've seen from him. What do you guys think? I want to talk about shitty takes. Jesus. <laughs> I think that oh, was I'm a just, good I'm take. Just, oh no, I'm I'm just kidding, Z. No, that is a it's a very fine take. No, I I agree. I think York is is definitely one, especially young in his career. He's being very prudent about not taking as many chances, and I think that's being very very beneficial to be a more setting presence. I think that's that was a very good take, Z. I, I I tend to not disagree with it as much as I originally thought. So, congrats. You're not as big of an idiot as I thought. Way to go. It means a lot coming from you. Oh God, throwback. <laughs> What were you saying, DJ? Do you not listen to a word I said? Oh, I I I listened to it, but I was just making a comment on uh, Z saying. So you were too focused on your comments you. to appreciate my. Well, no, it just you know I just remembered an old moment on a podcast. Yeah, you got excited. It's fine. You just, you just drained whatever I said. And that's fine. No, you changed your mind in a matter of thirty seconds, and I. It's, <laughs> yeah, no, it's I'm great. Proud of you for. for we're growing. We're all growing here. Thank we're you. Growing as people. Anyways, yeah, no, I'll be the brakes to the hype train. It's cool to kind of see like these young players. I, I, I agree to take positive strides. However, I'm not, I'm not one to like, I've learned my lesson just from the Hextall days of just not being completely infatuated with their play or a certain play like here and there. Like it's cool that, you know, they're, they're, they're showing confidence. Frost has looked better. York's has looked better. Tippett is, you know, he's, he's you know, He's as advertised so far. I'd, I'd say he's creating a lot of chances, but then again, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of here kind of just so, so with these, with these young guys right now, that's just me. I'm sorry to, to crash the party. Coots is giving me a very, very dirty look right now, but you know. no, I I'm, I think it's uh, all right to be realistic. I mean, we've had a lot of, we haven't had much to be happy about in the last 10, 12 years. Um, I think that, um, thank you. I think that Tippett, he's one of those players where I really feel like he's going to have a breakout season next year. I mean, you see, he had he had that goal and he had two breakaways right after. 
that like those, those, num- those goals are going to go in. Those shots are going to go in. I mean, as, as he keeps getting more touches, I really feel like he'll have a breakout year, 20 goals marker right here. Um, All right. I like that. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, York, I think York is really calm and poised with the puck. I love the way he moves. He can really like slow the game down for a young guy at 21. I think there's a lot of hype there. Frost is looking a little better too. But at the end of the day, yeah, like, I mean, we have some great young guys, but there's not really, I don't know, there's not nobody who's really like, whoa, game breaker. Uh, I, I, I think we really need to figure that out for next season. Or No, 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 I'm sorry. Sorry to cut you off. But no, it's the same thing we've was... been talking, we were talking about at the, what's it called? The, before the show started. It's literally, yeah. we, we're, we have guys that need great players to be, um, what's called, to be productive. A lot of good complimentary players. A lot of good complimentary players, but no none, that, none that can yeah. carry the play individually by themselves. And some people argue this on Twitter, which I think is pretty pretty dumb. Is like people make it, make it look at, point at McDavid and, and, and Matthews and point to their playoff success. And I'm just like, all right, these are two of the best players in the game. Why wouldn't you want them on team? Oh, they don't have any playoff success. Oh, it doesn't matter. Like they literally have so much talent gravitational pull they literally make everything everyone around them better and it's not our it's not our fault that you know they have other detriments on their team that have not been addressed so that's my take on yeah i i think it's clear and obvious that we have a a lot of very talented players but we do need you know that one two three like superstar caliber players to be able to lift us to the point of cup contention but like right now with all these young players playing these these remaining games I think the biggest thing is really figuring out which guys work well together, figuring out who has chemistry with one another. Frost Get and the Tippett, exactly. guys. Frost and Tippett, I really have liked watching together. I think if we go yeah. into next season with both of them on the third line, like they could really shine. You just got to find that perfect player to sit on the left wing there. Scott Lawton, I'm with you. Perhaps. I think they are fun to watch. I mean, I, for me right now, it's all about watching these guys grow the chemistry, just seeing who works well together. And, and it's all about next season. So when I'm watching these games, like I don't care if we win or lose, I prefer to lose in regulation just because I want to have a good pick. But like, if we win games, like it's good for these players to win some games and, and like feel what it's like to win because frost has barely played in the NHL Tippett's barely played in the NHL. Like obviously we got these guys at Tard Cates and soon Bobby Brink once his team wins or loses in the frozen four. So, I mean, I, it's all about growing right now. And I'm, I'm so excited for this offseason and next season with some of Who, these players. Whoever plays with Owen Tippett and Morgan Frost better have a great name to go with Frosted Tips. Wow. <laughs> I just came up with that on the spot. I'm really proud of it. But that third name really has to go together. I'm sorry, Z, you're about to say something intelligent and I cut you off. I was going to say this <laughs> is the most uh, like NHL ice time these guys have ever gotten. So, like, this is what you want when – you're at completely out of a playoff position. You have nothing to play for the rest of the year. You just want to play the the young guys and get, give them as much, as much ice time uh, to do what DG said to gain some chemistry. And then, you know, with the right coach next year, you never know, like that might be the last link that could get all these guys to click. Um, I just, it's just, I don't even know what I was going to say. Johnny rattled me too much. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I have that effect. It's good. No, I was going to say, yeah, no, a lot of ice time. It's like, it's like Dalton back in his single days, just running around Philadelphia. 
It's like a, like a kid with his eyes wide open. If he was ever single, were you ever single, Dalton? Uh, you know, up in Toronto, I was uh, running around the only American on the team, both teams, uh, actually. One year I was captain. Uh, so I did a great did, I, I did uh, I had a great amount of leadership. I had a lot of fun in downtown Toronto, you know, the Brunswick House, rest in peace. It's no longer there. <laughs> did uh did, did, the Canadian, did the Canadian girls find that that hot that you were American? Or was like, accent, I had a little spice. <laughs> it's it's a little like exotic white guy spice, you know. Exotic white guy. <laughs> South Joe Jersey. Exotic. Would you, you tell them you're from Jersey and they'd be like, oh, there's a shore. shore. They're like, yeah, of course. Yeah, they're like, oh, where's Holy your tan? Where's Are your... you Italian? <laughs> <laughs> where's your tan? You're so pale. I got a little bit of a good tan going in the summer, but yeah, up in Canada, no tan going on. No spray tan like Johnny. No, yeah. no. I was about to mention Johnny that. spray tans. Just to let everyone know. I think, uh, though. Sorry I think for taking care be... of myself. <laughs> Pardon me. So we had uh, Ronnie Adderd and, and Noah Cates both have their debuts. Um, I, I think they're uh, they're going to be an age. Yeah, they year. have to be. They're, they're, I, th- I mean, they're I a little Ronnie, out of place. Yeah, Ronnie, I don't the, think he has the speed yet. From the NCAA. So the, the thing is. Thing. They had they signed these guys and that's why they're able to play them. They can't. They only have one call up left from the AHL, mm-hmm. so that's why Bobby. a guy like Ratcliffe or uh, I mean, I think Wade. If we waste Ranger, if we waste it on on Isaac Ratcliffe, I'm going to be upset. So I mean, who else? Wait, who look, else would you Bobby, call up? Does Bobby Brink count? So he's still playing in the tournament, right? Have yeah, we signed what? Bobby Brink? No, we haven't signed him yet. So Atard and Kate's don't. But that can materialize in like two in two days. Yeah, so once he's out, we can sign him, and then he can play in the NHL. Yeah, so they play. They play Thursday night, I believe, is the Frozen Four game, and when so if they lose, you would assume that by the weekend, Bobby Brink is on the team. But obviously, if not, I believe the the final is on the weekend. So like, yeah, like early next week week. at the latest, Bobby Brink will be in the orange and black, which is going to be awesome. Uh, we haven't mentioned it yet, but he is one of the three finalists for the Hobie Baker Award for basically best player in college hockey. I mean, with how shitty this year has been for everything Flyers, like it's kind of nice to have a guy that's that good playing in college right now because yeah. there's been a lot of really good uh, Hobie Baker winners. Pretty much every single person that wins the Hobie Baker Award ends up being a pretty talented hockey player. So I think we got a good one in Bobby Brink. Johnny, who would you call up from the HL? Well, I I, I was just going to touch Allison's on that. You, you briefly, I was just about to say, you briefly mentioned He's day-to-day. I, I heard okay. it was slow like, back tweak. Back yeah, tweak, back. yeah. God, how many times is that going to like, I, This is just going to be a guy who is <laughs> always crazy, injured. Like, he's like, not going to play significant he plays, games. He plays the game so, in really such good. a strong, like, energetic he, he's way. He's a bull in a china shop. That's exactly. probably why he gets injured so much. He throws his body around. Yeah, I just Crazy. wish he wasn't like built like a glass house, dude. Like, I want to see this guy play consistently. He's got a good shot too. NHL. A yeah, great he's got shot. A nice shot, dude. I remember, I remember watching in like uh, in preseason, I think, in like one of the training camps, he ripped a shot and just tore apart a water bottle or something like that, like something insane. But yeah, no, honestly, like I, I think it's Bobby Brink that's probably going to end up getting called up, whether he makes the national championship or not. Well, I don't think he was signed, so he wouldn't even count as the call up. Yeah, Bobby Brink signed him to an entry level. I'm assuming. I'm I'm assuming the NHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't waste a call up spot because he's just going to sign with the team. He can play right away. So we would still have one more after that. So who who 
Who is Radcliffe? Tyler Lazinski, Radcliffe, Zamula. I think I'm done with all the Zinskis, all the Twarinskis. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with Coots. Bunnamans. I'm, I'm, uh, Bunnamans Bunnamans gone. gone right? So, yeah, so is Twarinski. <laughs> the Andy Anderoffs. Yeah, he's got, he plays for the like Islanders or some shit. Andy, I liked Andy. Andrioff. Fuck Shut that up. No it's one a, likes Andy. It's a throwback player. <laughs> yeah. It's like a um, I really, yo, I, I really like uh, Radcliffe though. I, I wouldn't mind putting him on the fourth line next year. Yeah, that's why I think that should be the call up if Allison's not available, or maybe Zamula. But they're saying Zamula's still not ready. So, yeah, who fucking knows? I like Hodge, Hodgson. I was too, gonna I say uh, so. Hayden Hodgson also made his debut, scored in his first game. Ennis, um, it's kind of a good yeah, story. I think he's twenty-seven he years with, old right now. Yeah, TK and Hayes went from the ECHL. I'm hoping you know that Jano guy on uh, Nashville. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm hoping that could be our Janelle, but it probably won't happen. Yeah, we already you know? had that in uh, in Jerry Mayhew, but we decided just to wait. <laughs> for, he's just no, ripping for clap no lines. goddamn reasons. He's, 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 just, Anaheim, he's yeah. ripping snipes <laughs> of her Anaheim right now, playing next to Trevor fucking Zegers. Dude, is he thank you never factored oh, they into our, uh, No, they're not on the uh, same uh, line, but he's, they, they, they skin on the same ice. But dude, like, oh the my same god. Ice. That made no sense to me. That yeah, but he never stupid. factored in our future, so he gives a yeah, shit. Yeah, he was. Shit, he was being productive. I mean, I would have sent uh, Wilman down, put Wilman on waivers. You could have probably maybe have gotten a fifth for him, better than nothing, getting some capital. No, you're not getting a fifth Wilman has like six points What am I saying? I hate games. Yeah, what are you saying, dude? What am I saying? Dude, shut up, Z. All right, Dude. boys. This is getting off the rails a little bit. We're like, a little silly today, aren't we? Let's move on to the next topic. Z I think this is probably... Hey, Johnny, shut the fuck up. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Mean. All right. So I think this is the most intriguing topic we have today. Intriguing. We're going to pick between two potential players that maybe when next year comes around, one of them might not be on the team because there just there just isn't a cap fit because we need the cap to acquire other players. Those two players being Oscar Lindblom and Scott Lawton. Both of these players are both making $3 million a year right now. And they're both, you know, middle six type players. Um, I'm going to run through the stats for each real quick. Oscar Lindblom, he's currently 25 years old. He's got one year left. So next season would be his last season at three mil. This year he's played 67 games, has 11 goals, 13 assists, 25 points. Uh, one of his best seasons that he's had was back in 2019, 2020, before you know he had cancer and had to stop playing. That season he, he was... Uh, at 30 games, 11 goals, seven assists for 18 points. Now, on the other side, Scott Lawton, he is currently 27 years old, so he's two years older than Oscar. He's got four years left, three mil per year. This season, he's played 54 games, has 11 goals, 17 assists for 28 points. So he's played a little bit less than Oscar this year because of the concussion, and he's gotten a few more points, so he's been more productive this year. Um, and one of the bigger stats for Scott, the most goals he's ever scored in a single season is 13 goals, which seems a little low, but right now he's at 11 and he probably would have easily beaten that this year if he, you know, didn't get hurt a few times. Imagine if he could finish on breakaways, that would be sick. I know he's really not good at that, but who is, there's only so few players that have those types of hands. He's like, he's like the, he's like a less fast. Michael Grabner gets like two breakaways every other game just can't finish he always goes for that backhand draw too. i've never scored like 25 goals for- a year and have five assists 
He goes, he goes to the fake forehand and then, then what's it called? Tries to go backhand five hole every single time. JVR. I watched, uh, I was about to post an old uh, highlight video. Just skipping um, the topic, Coots. Yeah, uh, what the fuck did you get JVR from, dude? <laughs> real quick, story though, time, JVR. story time. Wait, real quick. JVR did that backhand, that, like that fake go with the backhand five hole. Like it was like first NHL goal. It's like 2012. We got robbed. <laughs> Someone else scored after. I just thought it was funny because we always talk about that. All right. So the way I look at this <laughs> is, Coots, what the right. fuck, man? Right, the assholes. way the way I look at this is Scott Line is the most valuable to the team and also has the most value in terms of getting something back if we have to trade him. Right? We can all agree on that because of the term on the contract, and he's more of a utility player. He can play center and wing up and down the lineup, right? Uh, Lindblom can really only play wing. And he, as we've seen, he's, he kind of gets lost in the, uh, you know, bottom two lines where he's most valuable playing, you know, in the top six. Love Lindblom. If it was just person personality wise, I would keep Lindblom and, and let Lawton go. But one of these yeah, guys has you, to Scott. go. You don't like and, Scott's personality. No, I yeah. mean, like, I just like Lindblom more. I think, I'm more connected to him maybe because of the whole the whole cancer diagnosis thing. And my my grandpa got cancer at the same time he he did around then. So there's a lot going on. I felt for him and his his loved ones. But um I would hate to see Alistair go, especially because he's still 25. I know like he should be in his prime by now, but I feel like there's still something like some untapped juice left in left in there in that barrel. So uh I don't know, but they're both making three million. We need the cap space. We need to bring some more high end talent guys in, and that's going to be in free agency, and that's going to cost money. So, Lindblom will be the guy, just because Long can play center too. Yeah, no, I'm gonna chime in here. I, I, if I obviously if it was up to me, I would love to get rid of both of them. But if we're just doing a hypothetical one or the other, I think I'm gonna get rid of Scott Lawton just because of what you said, Z. Just because that he'll he'll bring back a, a bigger package. I'd say. He's tied it for four more years, three million. That's a good number for a contender. He's a great. I mean, he's he's so versatile. He can do so much on the ice. Uh, nothing to like an, like an extreme extent, but you know, I, could, I feel like he does a number of things. You know, at a at a good level. Um, and I feel like, like I said, the return is going to be a little bit bigger for him. I want to mend my answer. I forgot we're going to suck dick next year. So yeah, give give <laughs> trade Scott Lawton. I don't care. <laughs> it's like we're not going to be in the playoffs. Like, <laughs> why do we need a utility player? And Trade that, Lawton, my, he's going to bring back more and uh, Keeblin Blum. He's younger and I love him. And that, my my listeners, is the art of persuasion. You're welcome. DG, let's hear your thought. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to take the other side of things here. I love both of these players. I think they're both talented. They both play, I think, kind of two different styles of play so it's like kind of hard to sway one way or the other because they're two different types of players but they're sitting at the same cap value and when i look at what each of them bring i'm we're aggressive retooling the flyers aren't going to just rebuild like we know that's going to happen like i get if you don't agree with it but that's just what's going to happen we're going to have to deal with it and so to me i am moving on from oscar limblom i know it's really hard to do after his cancer diagnosis and everything but to me i think scott lawton is a much better role player he he knows his role he knows what he has to do and we know exactly what he's going to do every single year whereas oscar like 
you know, he could get buried and not put up any points or we could put him on the first line and he'd probably get, you know, close to 50 points, but then you're not allowing other play. Like you're basically taking away Farabee's spot on the first line, or if we sign Johnny hockey or like something like that, like to me, I think Oscar takes away from the other young players that we were just talking about earlier, like that we would much rather have be playing over him. Scott, he would be the perfect, probably third line left wing next to frost and tip it next year. And I'm sure Lawton would even be okay with playing on the fourth line. If things happened where a, a younger player was getting real hot. So to me, my decision is Oscar Lindblom. It is a tough decision because, you know, I love the guy, but I just think at the end of the day, it probably is a better decision, especially if you want to still compete. Cause I think, I think Scott is, is the better player when it comes down to it. What about you Coots? Yeah, I, I, it depends on what we're doing next year. Like, are we rebuilding or are we retooling? Um, but personally, I'd rather keep Lawton. Brings more to the table for me. I saw him at Split. Buffalo Billiards having beers with the boys, you know. So I think he's a good morale guy, too. What off a the guy. Ice. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I was at Buffalo Billiards when the Drew trade came through. Did, did they let, did they let you at? Did they let you keep a mop to wipe up all your tears? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a moist towelette for your wings and your and yeah. your uh, on Mike's hard. I was too drunk at that point to cry. Oh my god, you're definitely it a Mike's hard lemonade later. guy, aren't you? Oh, absolutely not, Johnny. That seems more your style. Why would you say that? That's mean. I'll just chug some fucking <laughs> Heinekens or Miller Lights, you know. Oh, I forgot how sick you are. Only like dark lagers. I like a good Heine. Those, those, are, those are both light beers. <laughs> We all know DG likes a good Heine here. Wait, today. did you not say Yingling? No, no. he said Heineken said and Miller Lite. Miller Lite. Heineken. I, I, it's literally I called Miller Lite. And you also, know, see, I've had everyone your shit, missed, man. did everyone miss what Dalton just said? No, was it clever? His name's Coots. Get it right. I mean, he goes by either. Coots. Sorry, known the guy I forever. Said, I, I said, can't just start calling DG. him a different name. We all know DG likes a good Heine here and there. Boo. Me some <laughs> I just wanted him to say it again. Because <laughs> you can see the smile. He's just so happy when he says it. He gets it. so happy. He's like a five-year-old. It's so <laughs> funny because that one comment he made like two epis back. I just was thinking about it. But eating ass. Yeah. <laughs> now you censor yourself. Yeah, really. Wait, well, wait you, every time I said it, you got a little upset. You wanted us to stop. So Because you said it like seven times. I just wanted to get the point across. I think the point it was made. Came across. Did it? All right. <laughs> yeah, like well, on Cruz's <laughs> TV. <laughs> yow, yow, yow. <laughs> All right. So it seems like we're split here. Yeah, I know. And it would, like, if these guys would be two great players to have if we were an actual playoff team that was like built. Oh, correctly. my God. They'd be awesome. But Good. we're not. So, like, love both these guys. But it, like, if one of them has to, if, like, if we have to make cap saves, which we do. Like one of these guys probably has to go. Uh, this, this might be a good point. Does a team want to take Scott for four years at three million, or would they? Or I feel like that makes it better. At one year with Oscar, you think it makes it better? I think it makes. I think it a Oscar's going to get you less anyway. Like Oscar's going to be traded for like a pick, like a third round pick or something I would, like that. I think right? you get a second for Oscar to be honest. I don't think. So. I, think I don't think so. I think I you get a. There. I think maybe a fourth or third, third or fourth, right? So. Do we I get a third Scott, just, because, just because the three million? I think Scott, you can maybe get another like player back, like a utility player back, but that would just sort of be like swapping. Kind of like a waste. Players. Yeah. 
So, or get like maybe a couple picks, like a second and a third. I, I mean, know. to be honest, at this point, Law I'm not is good one at evaluating left on this team trade value. I also did, don't uh, see Lawton as like being the captain next year, and a lot of people do. He's not. Yeah, I don't to. understand. Yeah, I think that I was a joke. That. I think that was a joke. No, I would think compare, I think it's. Would you guys compare Lawton to like the Joe's trade? No, I think I think Lawton's a much no. better player than Tyson Joe's. Okay. Tyson okay. Jost has never shared and the guy any going back sort of worth. He's better than him too. Who went back in that trade for Minnesota? That was a salary. That was a salary dump trade. Like they it made was that trade. Sturm. Yeah, Mar- Mar- Marco Sturm. Yep, that's it. Something like that. Um, I think it's good that we're 50-50 on this because that just shows how tough of a decision it is in its entirety. Like it's really yeah. tough. It's a flip of a coin. Johnny, like you almost convinced me. You I know. I tried. I tried. And then you got cocky. That, my friend, was, was that of persuasion. Was that why you didn't <laughs> you, you didn't loser. join my team? It's not teams. Yeah, no, it's my team because it was <laughs> me versus team. you, and then I recruited you to my team. No, it was Oscar versus Scott. What you I just think don't we'll want to do... deny that I had an effect on you that I affected your decision. What I think we'll do since we're 50-50 here, and I think in the network that we're in, high and wide radio, it was a a topic of discussion as well. I think after this episode comes out, we'll put up a poll and see just Perfect. what the fans think. So we'll get a real concrete just answer put, from put, the fans. Put that me and Johnny voted for. Exactly. Uh, we'll say who yeah. voted for who and be like, who do you agree with? And why. I mean, that's kind of unfair to you guys. Cause everyone's just going to side with me. It's kind of, kind of crazy. You guys want us. Me. We're a team. Remember? Oh shit. I thought I had Dalton. Damn it. Me, me and Coots have <laughs> the most followers here. So Z is growing though. Z's got the exponential. Growth. I'm a grower, not a shower, guys. <laughs> yeah. Z's yeah. Z's getting uh suspended on Twitter every day for following too many people. <laughs> following and unfollowing. Yeah. I miss those days. On that note, let's move on to around the league. We'll talk a little bit less about the Flyers, except for the first topic in Around the League, centers around Claude Giroux and the Florida Panthers. They are the first team in the NHL to clinch a playoff spot. What do you guys think about this? I, I think they have less points than Colorado, but just because of standings wise, they clinched first. So I've been watching a lot of Florida games since G started playing. Um, I think like they look, they, they're still in those, those stages of they're getting used to each other and, and how each other plays. Like it's still a little out of sorts, especially on the power play. I know like you can't tell if they're trying to set each other up or like no one wants to take the shot. Um, but Florida just has so much firepower that they, you know, continue to win games. I think G has seven assists, zero goals, seven assists in seven games. So he's been meaningful, like, and he's produced on the team. So he just like, hasn't, uh, you know, scored a goal yet, or I think he's been moved around the lineup too. He was starting playing with, uh, uh, Barkov on that top line. And now he's been moved up and down with Huberdeau. I think he's definitely helping them a lot on. The face-offs, though, it is just weird listening to the Florida broadcasts and, like, they're, like, gawking over Drew the entire time. Dude, they love him. I know. They're really jerking him off. And I kind of like it, too, because I love G. So it's nice to hear people talking yeah. good about him. Yeah, yeah, you like that? You like that? Double hand-stroking. Oh, yeah. You know, G just had a nice that. apple on uh, Huberto's 400th. Yeah, that, that was yeah. nice. No. The steal and the setup. Working hard. Yeah, then he had I- another assist later that game on the power play to Uyghur. Something I think they, I, go ahead, Johnny. Oh uh, no, I was gonna say, let's quickly say so. Something I didn't know about Florida's team is how resilient they are, dude. Like they their comeback wins recently, that's important, especially like coming like it's something that G's definitely not used to. 
definitely not used to they just unless, unless he you. did it himself unless he did it himself the they past. they just come at you in so many in so many different waves like every line gets going and and then and if if they're not going you just start switching guys up and you got Huberdo with Reinhardt and and Duclair and Barkov with Verhage and bring Hornquist up or some random guy you know what I mean like they just have so many different combinations they can go with or Bennett with Barkov and Verhage and then flip Giroud to the third line or like it, they can just mix it up so much and they're just so skilled that and then their 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 D is just they got guys who can hit and are and are bruising players so it's just it's just a perfect mix really I'm curious to see how far they go in the playoffs yeah I mean you got that Gudis hit the other day where he did the old-fashioned fucking hip check flip the guy on a was, Doc, uh, Kirby Doc. And it was funny to see G sitting there. Yeah. I, I saw some comments, people being like, look at G's defense there. I was like, what are you talking about? He he basically led that guy into getting fucked up by Kudis. But uh, to talk about the Panthers just a little bit more, I think it's so impressive because we know how gifted this team is offensively and how much they can turn it on. But they're doing this right now without one of the best defensemen in the league in Aaron Ekblad. Norris candidate before he got yeah, hurt. Exactly. I mean, he probably still is a Norris candidate at this point. I mean, that dude is so good in the fact that they're still winning all of these games. You can tell like defensively, they like they've been letting up some some goals, I think, that like more than they're maybe used to. But I mean, the fact that they're still winning these games, even without Aaron Eckblatt, well, is impressive. Yeah, and they're working two new defensemen into the system too, and Hagen Sherratt. So you're gonna have those little growing pains just a little more noticeable on when you mess up on defense than when you mess up on offense. Right. Or as a forward. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, they're scary and with their goaltending too. I mean, like Bobrovsky wasn't playing that well for a stretch and they had Spencer Knight come in and win a bunch of games in a row. And then, That's you know, so important, That's so important. So- and then he, you know, he goes, gets, goes back to being the backup and Bobrovsky's in and Bobrovsky shuts out Chicago and, and, and keeps them in the other games. With some amazing saves so everything's clicking for them i mean at, at least it's it's not the it's not a fine old machine yet with their new additions but once that once everything clicks for them it's that's gonna be a scary team to go up against dude that dude, lightning how? series is going to be Oof. some of the best wait. hockey we'll I'm ever so watch the pl- i was gonna say like these playoffs it might be some of the best playoffs that we've seen in at least the past five years like this is gonna be a really good just because it's so open there's so much parry. There's so many fun teams to root for. I mean, dude, if if the Calgary, Flyers would just ruin it, I if, if Calgary and Colorado meet up on on the West too, oh my god, that'd be a great series, dude. I think Colorado is going to lose in the second round again. Probably. Oh, hot take. I still don't think they have the goaltending. Neither do I. They don't have the defense either. All their defense men play offense. off play offense. They don't play defense, <laughs> so they rely on scoring goals and scoring goals alone. So it typically doesn't work in the playoffs. Yeah. No. Defense wins championships. Uh, Toronto, are they, they get knocked out first round again? Yeah. Oh, I think 100%. Oh, man. Yeah. They have some. That's who they get lined up with. Well, they'll probably end up playing Tampa, I believe. Yeah. If they play Tampa, they'll get crushed. If they play Florida, they'll get crushed. If they play Boston, Boston will probably still beat them too because they, that, they haven't beat Boston in the playoffs. I want Florida to play Boston first round. I want G to play against the Bruins. I think it'd be some I don't. fun games. I, I just hate the Bruins in the playoffs. But then I'd That's more the reason. It. Yeah, yeah more the I'd reason. like to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Because you know Florida's going to win. Fuck Boston. Yeah. I got a future yeah. on Florida, too, so I'm really pulling for him. Toronto, who's their goal? You man? know. Is it going to be Campbell going in? 
Campbell's yeah, been it, Marazza asked, got like, hurt. Yeah, he's been ass, and Marazza got hurt, right? Yeah, they, they, had, like that, they had that holes. one guy. Hutchins. Maybe they should have traded for Martin Jones. He was available. Maybe they should have. Just for a third round pick. That's all we're asking. I know. Fucking do this, you fucking idiot. In 2023. Um, I think they yeah, already gave exactly. one up for Blackwell and uh, Giordano. Giordano, right? they gave up a bunch of picks. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, I don't. Uh, their defense and their goaltending, I think, is going to fail them again. And then they're going to have to make some, I think. I think they might trade Nylander or some of their younger guys to get something on defense. Maybe uh, well, an Ivan Provorov for Michael I mean, Nylander? That was a nice little audition. Or, well, William oh. Nylander, not Michael Nylander. I got to be honest with you. I'm not trading Provorov for an offensive player. I mean, I would trade Provorov for Nylander straight up in a heartbeat. I mean, I would too, but we'd also have to have him make a move, like make a trade in conjunction with that trade to get another defenseman, though. I'm with, I'm with both of you. I'm with both of you. But yeah, but I, go. I would. I would just commit to going York Ellis as the top pair. Sam I would, Rousseau, I would and do something on the bottom pair to watch Ellis and York play together next year. That's what I would do if I'm trading Provorov. One thing I don't want to happen is trading Sandheim. He's like the one defenseman I just do not. And now I want fucking love him, go. dude. He's I've so... done a 180 on Sandheim this year. I was everyone like, has. I've, I've I liked know, him. like hand up. I've always I, was, liked him. I was hard. Shut up. I was hard on him <laughs> so much last year. But why do you mute yourself whenever you laugh? Let the people enjoy your giggle. But no, like I was so hard on him last year. But he's proven to like expand his game so well, especially in these last like three to four months. I think I've said it on the podcast the last like three episodes. But he's yeah. he, like he's just continued to to impress me, like in in all facets of the game, and especially like his physicality and willingness to get you know protect his goaltender too. It's it's really really impressive. Well, like the years I didn't like him, he was playing with Myers and in the AB system where I feel like he wasn't given the green light to play offensively. Dude, it's like we wasted years of his development for no reason. Where, where, yeah, where I feel like that's his main asset. Like he is like our best defenseman at, at getting, like, you know, penetrating the zone and getting, like, yeah, did you see his assist against the Rangers with that? Oh my god, uh, that Fairby. Fairby. yeah, so Fairby much did speed. nothing on that play, Just tapped it's it crazy. in, T- tap, tapped it in. When you could just, see, like, when you could see him, like, beautiful. get get some get some power crossovers into the offensive zone. Oh yeah. My God. I mean, and and he did it earlier in his career too. There's like a few like almost breakaway goals he had. I remember against like uh, Columbus, and I think I remember him scoring on Mike Smith a couple times. Like, I think Mike. No, Smith he, in had, Calgary, in Calgary he had a goal too. in the in the bubble against Tampa Bay in like the preliminary yep. rounds where he had where he was like in tight and has showed like nice hands and close. Like it was. Yeah, yeah. Hayes found him down low. That was in the Washington game. Yep. Yeah, something beautiful. like that. Um. Yeah, so I mean, like, I want to, I want the the coaching staff next year to, you know, maybe explore his offensive talents a little bit more. I know he's been getting a little bit of power play time recently. Admittedly, I haven't been watching a lot of the games. Have you guys? I've, to be honest with you, I'm a guy that watches pretty much every single game. I've really not been paying attention too much just because it's like, I think I'm burnt out even though like the games actually are more entertaining, I'm just burnt out. And I, I tend to watch other games instead. Cause I still love hockey and I, I love the sport, but I want to watch like some of the best teams play, not the Flyers I mean, dude, against w- watching the Panthers yeah. games, besides having to listen to their announcers and have it not be like JJ and Jones, like who I love as announcers. Like it's way more fun hockey to watch. You know what I mean? 
and especially you don't have an emotional attachment really unless like except for dg to Giroux. But uh, I'm the I only one that no, has I'm kidding. An I have an emotional attachment. I have emotional attachment Yours is just you. extremely excessive. But, <laughs> like, like, dude, you really got to take the poster down above your bed. Like, yeah, I know. But I the poster above my bed. Come on, man. It's called <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes, and can you get anyway. a hint, Dick? <laughs> hint, hint, Dick. I'll have a hint of Dick, please. I think um, me and Johnny need to fight. That's two cock jokes in, in the past like ten minutes. Hey, if you if you catch all two and tweet them at me. I'll send you a my Drew jersey. Um, <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> TG's giving you the googly eyes. I listen to the podcast but, every time. So but I'm we'll saying see. you don't have that emotional detachment in <laughs> He's that. He's a way. narcissist. If floor, if you're watching a Florida game and they throw they blow the lead or they get like scored on, you blow. don't really care. That's three now. <laughs> that one was me though. I'll take the assist. I mean, I said it and then you called it out. All right. But you know what I mean, DG? Like you can attention. still you can still watch the Florida game and not be super emotionally attached. Where if they lose, you it ruins your day. Oh no, I don't you care. Know what I mean, yeah, I don't you care don't care. So it's way more fun hockey to watch because you don't yeah. give a shit. Exactly. Unless I bet on them, then I care. Do you have a What's... gambling addiction? No, I just all winning hundred gambler. Please I love gambling. It's fun. Uh, let's talk about some other playoff potential teams, or maybe not potential playoff teams. The Golden Knights seem like they are not going to make the playoffs after trading for Jack Eichel. I think it's kind of wild that this is happening. Um, I think Buffalo fans are very happy that this is happening. My thing on this is I am very, very excited to see the Vegas Golden Knights potentially miss the playoffs just because since they've entered to entered the league, all they've done is win. They went to the Stanley Cup in their first year. They've been a top five team, you know, Stanley Cup contender every single year. And it's about time that that fan base learns what the NHL is like. You're you're not good every single year. And, and they really need to be brought down a peg because, to be honest, they've made some bad managerial decisions. They got rid of Gerard Gallant, which I thought was a mistake at the time. Um, they fucked over Flurry. I mean – they're paying for their actions. So, yeah, I mean, looking back at, it, I mean, I guess they need the cap space, but letting go of Flurry was a huge mistake for them because their goalies have been bad. Um, and now you look at him in Minnesota, dude, he's been amazing. So I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, like trading for Jack Eichel wasn't just like a this year thing. They have him on the books for no, whatever, forever, four four more years or whatever. So I, I don't think that's like, oh, like they traded for Jack Eichel and they're not even going to make the playoffs. I don't think that's a huge deal. I was, saying, I was saying it more as like a Jack Eichel curse because Buffalo has been so bad for all these years and now Vegas is immediately bad once he joins them. Yeah, I don't know. I boo, feel, I feel like narrative, boo. They, they've, had, they've had a lot I'm of just trying to stir up some conversation here. I mean, Pacioretty's on IR. He was like one of their best players all year. Um, Mark Stone's on IR. Stone, Riley yeah. Smith's on IR. Like those are the three guys that are important to this team and, and play a lot of minutes that aren't playing at all. And then, there's another team that's kind of like that that's missing their best is it players. Like the Philadelphia Flyers. I think it might be. I'm not really sure though. Fuck. Yeah, Nolan Patrick not playing. I mean, <laughs> that's what? a huge loss, dude. Can't believe they're. No wonder they're not making playoffs. They haven't had them all year. Dude, I'll tell you what though. Buffalo fans are delusional absolutely not cases i have them in my mentions on tweets from like from earlier in 2021 like oh how did how did eichel work out how did 
How did uh look at Tage Thompson, bro? Look at Risto. Look at Risto. And I I remember living there, going to school up there. They called Ryan O'Reilly a team cancer. You can go on Twitter, type out, type in R O R team cancer. You'll see it. They um they almost ended Bogosian's career. He turned out to be a good look. No, are you shaking your head at me? I swear to God, type. He did it I'll, first. I will show you. I have the receipts. Um, you, you can't trick me into searching that again. Well, listen. Why does some naughty what? images show up? <laughs> What's going on? Only one way to find out. PennIsland.com. Why, why are these guys in your mentions <laughs> about the Buffalo Sabers? You, yeah, why you do run you a Flyers uh, Is it more I, Risto related? I said something about Risto, like not being like the trade, for, the Eichel trade wasn't really that big of a deal. Like I, I don't know what what it was. Dude, Buffalo and got it about good. Risto. They they just call everybody a team cancer who leaves. So and my point was that R O, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, like they were calling him a team cancer, and he wins the cup next year. You know what I mean? They got rid of all these other guys. Uh, Bogosian almost like his career almost ended, and then he turned into a nice little five six defenseman for for uh, Lightning. Two cup teams. Um, who's the other guy? There's another one. Reinhardt. They were chirping Reinhardt. Guy's sick. No, he's good. I won. I uh, wanted the Flyers change. He's bad last year. He's another guy in Florida that just goes under the radar. That kid is so good. And he's Dude, they have like so the many players line. in Florida. Yeah, they have him, Duclair. They have, they have Bennett. Like Marchman dude, stole my talk spot. Talk about secondary genius. scoring. Dude, and all these players are making like under $5 million. Yeah, they got Verhage, Barkov, Huberto. Like, Jesus, dude. Like, talk about an embarrassment of riches. I mean, Mackenzie Weger is so underrated. You never hear about that, dude. I was telling my friend the other day. Yeah, I was telling my friend the other day. The Florida Panthers have two first lines, a second line, and a third line. (laughs) Who's the only guy? Lomberg, he had two goals the other day. He's been playing well, too. And they got fucking Thorts coming off the bench. Lombard, Lombard, water bug, water bug alert. Yeah, he's a water bug. Honey badger. No, honey honey badger. badger. Honey Badger uh, of the Week. Fast. It was it. Who's like who their it? tough guy? Kind of plays like a tough uh, two-way role. Marchman. Marchman. Yeah, Mason Marchman. Yeah, young stole too. my spot in juniors. Oh. And then they got what? They got on the fourth line. So that's Atari, why we're here. I made him better. I made him better. They have Hornquist too, motherfucker. Yeah, and Hornquist who can Horny. fucking you know beat you Joe up Thornton. along the boards. And then yeah, Joe Thornton, you know, is coming in every once in a while. We we got oh, back dude, to talk about listen. Florida again. <laughs> I mean, they're just so good. The Knights are just so bad and pathetic. And I think, I I think Florida's way, uh, way more well built than uh, Colorado or like, I don't know, Calgary. They just got the mojo going. If Calgary, Florida play each other in the finals, the games would be like 10 to nine. (laughs) Every game, 10 to nine. It'd be like, I don't know. Marshall's really good. 2012. I think. I'm just excited for this playoffs. It's it sucks when the Flyers are not in it just because it that adds a whole other aspect to the playoffs. But when they aren't in it, you can kind of just sit back, relax, and just enjoy the best yeah. sport in the world, best playoff sport in the world at the very least, without being stressed or worrying about matchups down the line or whatever. Yeah, yeah stressed about all four of those games that we play, and then we get swept in the first <laughs> and throw bracelets at everybody. Yeah, at least I was we don't at throw that apples game. On I was at ice. that game. Were you throwing them? I was. I did not throw a bracelet. No, of course not. I was at that I, game. I would have thrown an actually. apple. I, I was at that apple. game. I didn't throw a bracelet. I kept mine. I still have mine upstairs. We got a penalty for that, right? Yeah. That was Lou funny. Nolan was anti happy. He was not 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 throwing. Lou, yeah. Sweet Lou. I, be- I remember there's like uh like Simmer and I know Vegkin like yelling at the fans. Oh, I remember Stop that. Stop fucking yep. throwing them. Oh yeah. <laughs> Simmer was pissed. Jesus. Yeah. Christ. 
because we got a that fucking penalty. Was... Like the team got a penalty. We were because losing of the seven to nothing. The penalty was he just wanted to get out of there. So he yeah, I know the penalty just a long, like prolongs the game. Yeah, they just wanted to get out of there, dude. All right, what, let's roll into post game, boys. Uh, do you guys have any topics you'd like to discuss that we haven't talked about? I got something. Podcast? What do you got, buddy? Does it bother you guys that we are so bad at shootouts? No, like that, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, in the DNA at this point. Like you kind of just expect to lose, and you're thrilled to like as all hell when you win. So, but it's a funny th- thing to tweet about how bad we are at it. Do you think that's something we were over sixteen before? That's what I'm saying. Like, say we were good enough to win, though. That's sixteen more points. Like, if we're good enough to win every, every shootout, that's sixteen more points we could have had. I mean, granted, we'd be like th- two spots out of the wild card, but it, and it would be worse like long-term for this team. Cause we do need a higher play, play or a higher uh, draft pick. Good point. But like it's the an past 10 years. Like that was, we were leaving like 20 points on the board every year because we lost every fucking shootout. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think the NHL needs to change it to five minutes, four on four, five minutes, three on three. And then the shootout just to end, to have games actually end in the overtime period. Just do a 10 yeah. minute three on three. Like, cause the four on four was kind of, really hard to watch at some point too what it's, about it what about it's a, better than a shootout better than a shootout i agree but like 10 minutes of three on three that i mean you're gonna have to get like ventilators and, and oxygen tanks on the on the bench but you know it's what not about health, changing, right, boys? changing the points like a like a three, three two, two one. one i think that is is smart like if you beat a team in regulation you were much better than them if it takes you overtime, you were a little bit better than them if you win in a sh- or if you and if you lose, like just get a measly point because you got to extra extra time. It's too much math for me. Yeah, you're not a math guy. That's that's all the rest of us. But uh, I think we need to get better in the shootout. But I don't think it's like something we need to hone in on. Obviously, well, I mean it's not like you're gonna like, trade for a guy because he's good at shootouts. But I, I mean, like, like if you make why? the playoffs, shootouts are irrelevant. So what do we need? Do you think like, they're gonna change a- that rule soon. What rule? Like no the shootouts in the playoffs. We were just talking about this. Where have you been? We literally, we were, we were literally just talking about this. Maybe, I, I, two, maybe, maybe saying, thirty like, seconds ago. Wait, the points what? or playoff overtime? Like, are they actually going to change it the next few years? You think playoff overtime? Re- no, he's talking no, that, you, that's not. No, what are wait. you talking about, Coots? Change what? Like, like the system. Like, I know right now it's what system three, are you? <laughs> right now it's three on three. OT yeah, he's talking about regular shootout. season. Okay. We literally just talked about- yeah, we were just talking about this. Like, do they change it so that it's a longer? It just took us like a minute. Yeah, I know. For, We've been no, but I'm just saying, like, is it actually, actually going to go through? Though, is it <laughs> no, actually- no. I mean, we're just we're just shooting the shit. That's <laughs> not like on the table at know, the governor's but- ball meeting. Ball. That's what I'm saying. Like governor's ball. ball. The governor's ball. Like the dance they actually- go to. <laughs> yeah, the oh, board the of governors meeting. That's what I'm saying. Is actually going to go to the they were down ball. No, I don't fucking know, man. I was just saying it's probably been more, a lot likely... more chatter. I'm yeah. just saying there's been a lot more chatter lately about it everywhere, not just with us. I think it's more likely that they change the point system than the how long overtime is or how many players to agree are with that. There. Yeah, because I'm on board it, for that. Because the NHLPA, I don't think would ever like do a 10 minute. Let the player. They don't want the players playing that games that long. They don't. Yeah, they want to protect the players and their health. I really but, do like the three, two, one point system, though. I think that's really smart. Yeah, yeah. the thing that pisses me off about flyer shootouts is they all just go up there and like don't deke or try to shoot and just shoot they directly shoot into, into the, the glove or the chest or the blocker or the pad of the goalie. 
we just lost our best fucking shootout, man, too. So yeah. So any like, excuse to bring up just, Giroux, can, like, is it a coach? Like, uh, does the next coach have to come at me? Like, guys, you got to deke this guy. Dude, Hayes' move was kind of dirty. I mean, that was nice too. And, and I've seen Kirby do that past too, just doing the, the change up, the little flip up mm-hmm. where that's going to catch him, you know, once out of the three shooters, though. Like, you got to show him something. I want Frost to do the shootout because I feel like that dude's got I mean, some what's, moves up his sleeve. What's, what's the thing they say? Like, you want to make the goalie, like, it's whoever makes the move first, right? In, in the shootout situation or breakaway shootout, yeah, the breakaway situation. More or less. So, I guess just do Mighty what fucking roll. Patrick Kane does and take, bring it in slow and stick handle like a thousand times. Granted, not everyone has his hands, but make the uh, goalie make the first move. Yeah. Make every, everyone, uh, <laughs> make, make the goalie hands. make the first move. Knets Kuznetsov had a nice, uh, shootout goal the other night. Sometimes the goalie like doesn't that. move. And it's yeah, that too. Then you, then, well, then, when you, then you, have Solowski, you can just stand in the middle of the net and just have oh your, my God. I don't know how you swear on that guy. Jeez. You gotta find like a, a square inch of space. But yeah, I think their attempts could be a little bit better. But what do I know? I don't play professional hockey, so. Oh, you could if you want. I don't think so. Okay, maybe too late. Yeah, I think it's a little too late. He would be like uh, Hodgson making his NHL debut, except he's never touched the ice once in his life. Yeah, is he and, um, skate? I don't. Uh, not really. Okay. Aww. That's okay, buddy. If you want, we could teach you sometime. The look on his face, like, what the fuck? You just like, put uh-huh. your feet in a V shape and you push one foot at a time. I mean, I can, like, can, like, ice skate around like an ice skate. We can get like, him a chair, on, like on rentals. But like, I can't fucking skate backwards and shit. City Hall, down at City Hall. Yeah, governor. Or, uh, no, the governor's ball. The governor's, the governor's ball. ball. I, I always bring my ice skates to the governor's ball. You never know what's gonna happen. Did you guys see that uh, that bullshit with uh, the Evgeny Dadanov trade? Do we ever talk about that? Oh, we did not talk oh, about that. What yeah, a great that topic fun. to bring up. No, There's... what was the deal with it? Z? Like, do you guys know or DG? Uh, so they claim that like he didn't file his paperwork in time to have like a no trade, but he did, and they had proof that like him and his agent had proof that they did. So they thought they could trade him to Anaheim, but they really couldn't. So I think. So I think this was the deal. So he was on Ottawa before this season or before last season. He got traded to Vegas, but he submitted his 10-team list to Ottawa because that was the team that gave him the no-trade oh, clause. Okay. Yeah. But Ottawa did not pass that 10-team, uh, what's called, list off to Vegas after he got traded to Vegas. So Vegas didn't know his 10 teams. So Vegas tried to make a trade with Anaheim um and that ended up getting nixed because anaheim was on that 10 team trade list that dad filed with ottawa but ottawa never never but it was like it was like reported because, that the trade was approved at one point like basically and then yeah it, like, because it went back and forth because i think in the old cba uh, i forgot uh, i was listening to, to spit jiggles and this is what they said that in the old cba they like when you got traded like once you got traded even if you had a 10 team trade list um that like you don't have that 10 team list anymore but now in the current cba you still have that 10 team list even if you get traded to another team after that so got it i thought i read something about there being a deadline and him submitting the list by that deadline and them saying that it they, it was late but it wasn't actually late like vegas no. saying like it was never submitted on time and um, you know i'm pretty sure that's the that's the case but like okay. yeah no like that's just it's just like if you're Vegas, you're kind of pissed off, right? Because <laughs> like you didn't know who his ten teams were. I mean, 
But like at the at the same time, like you know. I mean, if you're the player, you're pissed off too, because like the team just tried to fucking trade you, and then like the next game he had a hat trick. <laughs> yeah, no, I know he scored the game winning over or goal in overtime, but like, yeah, yeah no. But like, like if you're auto, but like I get it too from the other perspective. You don't want those ten teams getting out if you're the player either, because mm. eventually, if you become a free agent, you can. And they know which teams you didn't like, or you're getting yeah. you're getting pigeon held, and you just have ten teams that pretty much want nothing to do with you, like. Kind of at that point. I don't. I mean, I doubt it's that, but it could be. Like, no, yeah, I mean, as a player, you risk go, that. Well, but also he like does want to go to the Ducks anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck, fuck that. I guess. I mean, who who doesn't want to play with Trevor Segrist? I would. I, would dad, not, I mean, if your dad and I's age though, he's wants he's to play old. For, uh, he wants yeah. to yeah play for so a pro- I was surprised to see how productive he was, dude. He's like a perennial twenty goal scorer, like consistent as all hell. Yeah, he's yeah, a little he's underrated. Good. I think yeah, he was good on those Florida teams. Yeah, no, he is an NHL guy, Coots. That is very good. No, I'm saying KHL guy came late. To oh, the he is idiot. a chill guy as well, though, Johnny. Wise ass. He does, he does play in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, you deserve that one, Johnny. Damn. Dunk on me. Slam dunk. All right, I got one more topic for you guys. Um, think on Kimo Timonen's podcast. Here we go. Oh. Oh. DG, the floor is yours, good sir. Don't worry, everybody. I will transcribe whatever DG is about to say after this, and I'll post an article, and then he's probably going to just take part out of it and tweet it without sourcing me. Yeah, we'll post it and finish, too. Well, that's fine. I'm just going to source the original location of that material, which was Kimo Timonen's podcast, whether it was in Finnish. Or English, it doesn't matter. Yeah, That's where please the to get so you don't need to get so sensitive. Just, bring, yeah, no, just please, DG. tell everyone what happened. Hey, I'm just saying. Tell everyone right. what happened. No All one right, knows well, what's happening. On Chemo's podcast, he talked about how he and G went out to get drinks after, you know, his thousandth game, and G was crying at the bar, you know, drinking with Chemo, just like sad about the fact Much that he like has you to leave Philadelphia. He got of course, and I'm not afraid to say i was crying i was upset he's was on the team for 14 years the entire time i've ever been a flyers fan so if if you don't understand that i don't think you're a human being but sorry to disrupt but continue continue okay yeah so he you know that's what was said on chemo's podcast he said that i think chemo said some other stuff about how it's kind of he talked about yandel and was confused as to why he was still on the power play one why some of the younger guys weren't getting that opportunity but I, being a G homer that I am, I saw the part about G crying and I was like, people are going to eat this up. I'm going to tweet about it because G's my, G's my boy. And I'm going to tweet that quote. So I, you know, tossed that tweet on Twitter, you know, said it came from chemo team and its podcast and whatnot, and it blew up. But I guess people at another company who apparently transcribed it and it was the only place it was transcribed and translated to English didn't take it very kindly. I think it was just one person that replied and I kind of just was like, all right, man, it's not, I, I don't think it was a big deal, but I think they tend to get a little upset uh, when stuff like that happens to them. But I, I mean, I didn't really do it in any, I didn't try to do it, like do that. I simply was like, it came from chemo team's podcast. I said, chemo team. You weren't podcast. wrong. It, wasn't yeah, it wasn't your intent no to do but that. obviously they took it the wrong way and they're assholes sometimes so that's what happens well the way i look at it too without saying who it was like they posted that article trying to get people to read the article and they didn't say like if they put that quote that you put in yours in the tweet that had the article that would have blown up too but they would like 
well, like, oh, hear what chemo team in and said about whatever. Like, I don't even know. Like, it didn't even say anything about G specifically. It was I just like be. a stupid headline and the uh, and the article attached. I got to be honest. I didn't even see the actual article. I was just seeing tweets and like other people like saying the quote. I was like, wow, it's a dope quote. I'm just going to copy and paste it to a tweet and say it yeah. came from his podcast because that's where it came from. Yeah. Let's, the let's original source of the material. I mean, let's be real. They transcribed words and threw it into an article and... That's called it a block there, Honestly, was no, I there was no analysis the there was no additional inside information inside analysis it was a transcribing of someone else's Words. podcast that was in another language like okay congrats you you transcribed it but did you provide any other inside scoop any other anecdote to that no you did not dude it's and like, we're not they, the... it's just, it's so like i just don't see how why they would get fired up over it it's just stupid this isn't the New York Times, dude. It's fucking Twitter. I know. Like, what do you? <laughs> everyone's stealing. Every, there are sole accounts that just steal memes from other accounts and tweet we, them. We like, steal videos no, and post them on Time My Skates every yeah. goddamn game. <laughs> fucking Dalton should be arrested for the amount of fucking <laughs> videos he steals. I create them. <laughs> the fucking felony, Coots. Come on, man. Should be in jail. Don't you read like when they said this is a copyright of the NHL? You are not allowed to use these. He, Coots has their permission. <laughs> he, he has their I permission, the man. He has, he has the he has the complete written consent of the NHL. I'm an NHL know that? Uh, affiliate prospect. C level. Yeah, they signed the all the C level prospects to a distribution deal. 2012. It's the least I could do, dude. That's the big thing about it, though. He did it's so like, much for the game. This isn't like high school English class. I don't need to have MLA format in text citations. Like it's it's fucking Twitter. I see something cool and I just talk about it. That's what Twitter is. And the tweets coming from drunk gritty. Like I how know. seriously are you fucking taking this? What the, what what do you expect, man? Like Jesus. And to be honest with you, my tweet blew up more than any of their tweets blew up about it. So you're welcome for getting publicity. Because you know how to interact with people. Yeah, I know how to fucking get people to like my shit. Like that's how Twitter works. It's okay, guys. We don't know any Finnish people, so we can't can't use that stuff, I guess. Well, Coots knows some Finnish people, and I'm sure they yeah, could help Coots, translate. Sure they could help yeah. translate some some Akimo's pod next time. Yeah, for sure. I, I could do it. Because I'm definitely not giving you know credit to anybody else. <laughs> you better give it to me. Oh, I'll give it to you, Coots. You're my boy. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> I think a great way to reach out to the fans more too is sell some merch also. Yeah, DG. We should, we, we should do that actually. Um, I, believe- I mean, I do sell merch, but I haven't in a while. DG, you know uh, anyone who would be willing to model merch for us? Uh, maybe a couple of people. I'm not sure. Do you know okay. anyone that like has worn your, your shirts in the past? Not your shirts, but you know, the DG shirts. Yeah, there was. I think there was about five to when I had wow. a store, I had a store. There was about five to six people that bought them. I made like anyone recently because of margin. I made That's like crazy. 50 bucks, but I didn't really make that much money. Good. Yeah, wow. it wasn't terrible. Sold like five shirts, made 50. That's a great good. margin, dude. That's amazing. Yeah, what are you talking about? Dude? That's a 10 shark tank. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll bring it back. I Imagine, think you need some like, time. I skates stuff as well i've always wanted to get into the koozie and like beer glass game because those are cheap and you could order them in bulk and kind of just yeah, ship yeah, them pints, pretty pints easily would be cool. we got we got big things coming we got graphics we got we got merch coming yeah johnny doesn't help out with the graphics though so it'll mostly be the other guys <laughs> yeah it's, it's i they just let me show up and talk to them like every two weeks so <laughs> it's pretty much what i'm good for 
I thought, yeah, I like our side of Twitter better than the other side of Twitter, you know, or the other guys. Yeah. So we're sending it out there. Uh, anyone wants to model any of our merch? Feel free to DM at Drunk Gritty. Technically, it's my merch, but yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to make our merch too, and we'll have it all in the same Coots, merch. By the way. We're all sharing in that profit. Your yeah. $10 is turning into two. Yeah, hell yeah. Coots, I got to ask, how is your uh, your betting thing going? Uh, I, sometimes I put them underneath my tweets. I don't want to override people with ads because I am I am retweeted and retweeting other things too. So I, 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 so I'm I, doing that one as well. I noticed what, you retweeting that. The fanatics. Oh ones. yeah, yeah. Sports bet guys. Yep. Yeah. All right. That wraps up this episode of Time I Skates. Please like, comment, and follow on Twitter and Instagram at Time I Skates Pod, and listen anywhere you get your podcast. Please remember to rate and uh, review on Apple and Spotify. I'm Z for DG for Johnny for Cutie. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you.